Hey, this is Depressed Dolphins. With your co-host, Briggs. And your other co-host, Jordan. It's weird that that's how I describe us. As, I know. You know. And... And we haven't been on here in a while, and let's just say we've been busy being parents, man. Also, just, you know, I don't know. I'm living. I'm living in the slow lane. Living in the slow lane. Can you tell people what you last Googled? Oh, yeah. So the reason this is we're doing this now is because Jordan looked at me while I was sitting on the couch, and she's like, hey, what are you up to? And I was like, I'm trying to remember something. Um, So the last Google search, uh, if you look at my phone right now, is unorthodox ideas about pants um and and i'm just curious did you actually look that up yeah no that's what what did you find what were the unorthodox thing i saw was a bunch i think it's a someone's like i don't know their like clothing line or something that it, it was a bunch of pinterest like images of this woman which was not what i expected to see when i i typed in unorthodox ideas about pants and then a Unskull, an unorthodox paradigm. Oh, oh, yeah, paradigm. Uh, capri pants, pants, fashion. I'm getting a lot of fashion stuff, which makes a lot of sense, but wasn't what I was looking for. Meanwhile, what Finn Googled was uh, not okay poop. Yes, he did Google that on my phone. <laughs> I don't know why or how he did that. I think he just pressed the middle button. I mean, or... Or he just Googled it somehow. I'm not sure. But yeah, not okay poop. So those are the two Googles from Finn and Briggs. Let's see what the last thing I Googled was. Let me see. Well... Mine doesn't show. I don't have, like, a history. But the last thing that was up was Gmail for me. So, you know, normal things over here. I, okay. Weird things with my son and my husband. I don't know if if what Finn was looking up was weird. Maybe he wanted to know about poop, you know? Well, his last two poops have not been okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, I, mean, I think he was on to something there. Yeah. I think he was like, maybe there's something wrong yeah. with he, my stomach. He was doing what every, you know, Midwestern mom has done and was trying to find WebMD to figure out why his poop was weird. Yeah. I've yeah. done that. 100%. And it's not like the poop was weird. It just smelled god-awful and was really soft and... Yeah, but think about it. How many poops has he had compared to everyone else in the I world? know. He, our son does not poop very often, so when he does, he poops a shit ton. No Literally. No pun intended. <laughs> our minds went the same place. HDM, no pun intended. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. So th- that's, that's that. Nothing been going on in our lives, really. We're just, uh, you know, going to work, taking our kid to daycare, coming home, making dinner, and doing it all over again. That's basically the routine. Some might say we're making our way downtown. Making our way downtown. Some, 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 some. And I miss you. And now I wonder. I Okay, yeah. I was going to say, we used to have that play randomly. Uh, at the office when mm-hmm. I was still in the army, and a hundred percent, we because we had like huge TVs, like a hundred and sixty inch or some craziness size TVs, right? Mm-hmm. And there was four of them, and most of the time they were just on random TV channels, and most of them you didn't have noise. But every once in a while, we'd put noise on them to like hear the news or whatever. Or if we were exceptionally bored, we would put a bunch of movies on late at <clears> night <throat> and just watch movies. But 
um, I distinctly remember at one point, um, I think it was Munich and I, we started putting up music videos and just songs because we were bored and dying. Uh, and both of us were fucking tired. And so that was one of the things. And I just, every time it plays, it goes. Exactly. That's as hard as I would do it on my desk. And it would hurt my hands. Okay. Well, this has been a lovely story. Come here. Get get into the couch. He's like sitting all weird on the couch. Like well, I had to do the half half ass ass cheek on one end, ass cheek on the other end. That's how I sit on couches. Okay. Well, it's very it's, uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. It's very weird. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. The the last thing we we talked about too. I don't know. What were we thinking? What were we talking about? I don't know, I don't um, know either. The devil. No, not the devil. <laughs> Not the devil. Are you talking about today or on the podcast? Today, today. Oh, today? Oh, yeah. I thought you meant on the podcast. The last thing we were talking about was pants. No, the last thing we were talking about, well, yeah, that. But <laughs> we were talking about, um, on the last podcast, folklore. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, close to the devil. The devil and his uh, companions, I, I guess. I his ghostly companions. Two movies that I feel like are somehow connected. Go ahead. The Devil Wears Prada and The Sister of the Traveling Pants. No, they're not connected. I feel like they have to be. So here's the thing. Every time, like ever since we've been together, we've been together for four years. um, (laughs) He always talks about the sisterhood of the traveling pants. I don't understand it. He doesn't understand it. It keeps keeps coming up in our relationship. You guys don't understand. This is a. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Let me explain here. He literally will bring it up out of nowhere. And just be like, you know, I just wonder how the pants work. Like, you know, h- how do they fit everybody? Like, you know, different sizes for everyone. Like, is it what? What is your things? What are your qualms? Well, so like, I'm curious about like, is it the pants? Like, the whole pants have a magical quality. Mm-hmm. Does any single strand of it have the same magic? Right? Because like, the whole point of it, to my understanding, is that you put the jeans on, they always fit, no matter who it is, and your ass looks great. That's my understanding. Of the movie, I've and never I can't seen speak it. for my understanding because I've never seen it or read the book. Never so. seen it, never read the book. I'm going off of uh, trailers mostly. But like, it's just like, why does this have to keep coming up in our relationship? Because it's such a weird concept. Like, if I chop up the pants, right, and make myself like a jacket. Does the jacket still have the same magical properties? I don't know. But here's the thing. <laughs> Eventually, this needs to end in our marriage. This needs to end. And what ha- what's going to happen is we're going to watch the fucking movie because we have to fucking figure it out so he can shut the fuck up about this. <laughs> I think about these things. If I take a patch of the pants and insert it into a new set of pants... Does that set of pants get magic or just that one part of the pants? I don't know. Have I do I look like I've watched the movie? Have that's, I that's I've what told I think you about. I know. If I cut up the pants and turn it into paper, right? Does the paper have magic now? Okay. You know what? If I ripped it all apart, shredded it and sprinkled some here and sprinkled some there, does that area now have magic? I don't know. Yeah, would you, if you put on that area, would you look good? That's the question. No, 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 no. The qu- no, the no. Dirt. The question is, would it have magical powers despite what you do to it? Yeah. Okay. So what yeah, I'm saying, no. So what I'm it. saying is, if you shred it up, yeah. And I sprinkled some in mm-hmm. Pensacola, Florida, yep. And some in, you know, I don't know. What's a 
Another place in Florida? No, another place in... What's the place in Arizona? Arizona came up. Uh, oh, Scottsdale? Yeah, thank you. And then I sprinkled some in Scottsdale, Arizona. Then I sprinkled some in Colorado Boulder, or Boulder, Colorado. Boulder, Colorado. Colorado Boulder. Colorado Boulder. <laughs> if I did that, does that mean that wherever those ashes lay of those fucking pants or whatever those shreds lay that the ground you walk on right there is magic? Well, the question it would be there... Right. If you spread it across thinly enough, could you make the United States look prettier? Would they look good in their pants? Okay. Well, now we've gotten into ridiculous matters now. No, so why this is, is that ridiculous? I just imagine Uncle Sam shows up and he's like, "Hello, ladies." Okay, this is it. This <laughs> is 16 it. Sixteen foot long legs. This is it. We're we're putting it down now. We're putting <laughs> putting a pin in it. Till next time. Don't bring it up again for another six months. <laughs> This is it. I was just thinking about those damn boat layers. Oh, my God. Now we're back. To, this is the other thing that comes up in our relationship. The fucking Baudelaire's, the orphan pe- <laughs> kids in um, Series of Unfortunate Events. Never read the books. <laughs> never read the books, but he always thinks about those damn Baudelaire's. That's what he says. I don't understand it. This is my, my life, you guys. And, like, sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's really fucking annoying. Yeah, it hurts me. I don't know why I think about those kids. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Damn so well. we're going to do um, a little a little interview of Finn, oh, Finn oh, Briggs' oh. characters. Oh, God. All right. <clears throat> so I'm... Hello, I am Jocelyn, a reporter with CNN. And I would like to uh, interview you for... No, People Magazine. We'll go with People Magazine. And I'd like to uh, interview the most interesting man in the world. So, uh, what do you got? Who who do you want to talk to? I don't know. Have you given them names yet? Some of them have names. All right. I want the gold miner. Oh, The miner, 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 49er. Let me... me, I've said... I have to think about it. There's gold in them hills. There's gold in them hills. Yeah, what do you want to know, lady? What's your name? My name's Steven. Your name's Steven? Yeah, no one, no, no one ever asked me what my name is. Okay, Steven, what do you do for a living? I, I, I mine gold. And, and are you dripping with gold? No. That's why I'm still mining it. <laughs> and what, what are them hills? What, which hills are you talking about when you say them hills? Those, them hills over there. Okay, so the Shannon... Doa Mountains? Yeah. Whatever hills nearby. You know what I mean? You got you gotta be you gotta be ready to take whatever you Now can what's get. your catchphrase, Steve? Um, well my Some people would say some people would say that my catchphrase is live long and prosper. Uh, I'm a deep, deep love of the Trekverse. But others would say there's gold in them hills. There's gold in them hills. That's okay. Who else who else would like to speak to me? Well, I mean, what do you, who do you, what? Well, you have know. to come up with your, you have your characters. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, let me see. Uh, you know, it's not a bad time to live your life. Uh, oh, hi, how's it going? How's it going? Who am I speaking to? Uh, I'm Sven. Sven? Sven. Hi, Sven. What do you do for a living? Oh, I work at the gym. Yeah, yeah. And what do you do at the gym? Oh, I make you lift and I make you glutes. It's a good time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, is this... Is your accent German? Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm from Germany. I'm from Bavaria. But do you sometimes sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, no, no. He's an employee. He's not an employee. What's the word? Is a, is a customer? Yeah, customer. Thank you. Thank you. It's a customer. Okay, now we'd like to speak to Kermit the Frog. 
<laughs> Hello, how's it going? Hi, Kermit. Tell us about the tea. Oh, well, there's a lot of tea that people want to drink. Um, but for some reason, they always want to see me drink the tea. Um, but, uh, you know, it isn't easy being Now, can, can, you, can you say that you're just here for the tea? Uh, like the memes. Uh, I, I'm just here for the, the tea. Okay. And that was Kermit, y'all. Um, now we want to speak to Pirate Briggs. Yar. What do you want to know there, Lassie? What's your name? Oh, I be Captain One Eye. Captain One Eye? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm Captain Captain Two Legs. Captain Two Legs? Yes, or Captain Sticky Be- I've had a lot of names. When you're a pirate, you need a lot of names. And uh, what's the name of your ship? Oh, oh, the Blackbeard's Revenge, Darth Vader. Oh, wow, what an interesting name there you have. You have to come up with a lot of names when you're, you're sailing around. You don't want people to figure out what your ship now, is. Now, what's the name of your parrot? My parrot is parrot. Oh, okay. his, his, ah, I have a name. Shut up, you parrot. You don't, you don't have a name. Don't talk to the parrot. The parrot's a jerk. Parrot, what's your name? Ah, my name's Steven. Ah. Another Steven. Why are there so many Stevens on this show? Did you did you check with your booker before you, you started this thing? I did not. Ah. All right, now, Briggs, show us. He's just copying my name, the damn parrot. All right, Captain Two Lakes, we're going to have to go. Now show us another character. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I haven't done this one in a hot minute, but let me see if I can I can work my way into it. Oh no, is it the old man? No, I wasn't gonna do it in old man. Oh. What's my old man voice? The one without the fucking teeth. Well, what's your up there, too, lady? Okay, what's your character? <laughs> The character you've been working on. Um, oh, it's not working on it. Uh, it was a... Uh, uh, oh, there... Is that about right? Uh, that, that, there we are. Uh, yeah, what do you want to know, lass? What's your accent from? Oh, I'm from Ireland. Uh, I'm actually from uh, Swords, Dublin, personally. Uh, it's about 13 kilometers north of Dublin, technically, but uh, I'm from Swords. Swords, right. And what's your name? Uh, my name is Charlie O'Brien. Look me up on Facebook. Charlie O'Brien. I'm sure I'll find you with all the other Charlie O'Briens from Ireland. There is a real Charlie O'Brien from Swords Dublin that you can find on me Facebook. Okay. Well, it was nice meeting you, Charlie O'Brien. What's your favorite beer? Oh, probably a Guinness. I'm a simple man. All right. Well, thank you so much, Charlie O'Brien. It's been a pleasure. Um, Do you have any other characters that we don't know about? Hmm. Well, I've been workshopping one with Finn. What's that one? Give me. Think of the voice of the sound. It's a weird noise. (laughs) The parrot. The parrot. Stephen, the parrot's coming out. (laughs) Everything's a parrot at the end of the day. Well, how about this? I know for a fact that you have, you are able to do, um, what's it called? Like Cajun. Oh, yeah. I can can do. uh, Like. What's the slang for it? Uh, Creole is the... Creole. Creole is the... So, I'm going to give you a couple phrases, and you're going to say it in uh, Creole. Oh, in just, like, Hobunkin fucking Creole? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I want you to say, home is where you make it. I'm saying, okay. Home is where you make it. Home is where you make it. Okay. Now, uh, what's your name? My name is Hebe. What I... What? what? Say that again? My name is Hebe. What it sounded like he said was, Honona Hebe. Hebe? What? Is that your name? No, no, no. My name is Hoop. My name is Hoop. Hoo-ah. 
<laughs> I don't know. See, that? that's his creole. Meow. All right, now I want you to tell me how to make some gumbo. Oh, you gonna get you some thing. I swear to God, he's saying things, but it doesn't sound like he's saying things. It sounds like he's just going wobble da hobble da hoona, I'm gonna hobble hoona. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate hearing your Creole uh, character. All right. Now we'll let you do my least favorite okay. character, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> my okay. My favorite. Uh, this this is a story. My favorite uh, line that Arnold Schwarzenegger ever does that I always fuck up pers- on purpose is um, he was in Batman and Robin, I think, mm-hmm. um, and he played uh, Mr. Freeze for some reason, right? Okay. And it's also just you, you see him singing like, uh, I'm Mr. Freeze Meister, you know, but yeah. uh, at one point he goes, what kills the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Arr! And he starts firing off ice and stuff. But I always loved it much better doing it. What's killed the Isosaurs? The Dino Age! And he's firing Velociraptors. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. There you have it. There's his Arnold Schwarzenegger. But we're going ha- we're gonna to do the Arnold Schwarzenegger one more time. Mm. Alright, now I want you to say home is where you make it. Home is where you make it. Alright, now there is lastly... But not least, his Peter Griffin. <laughs> the only one I can really kick stick with is when he goes, uh, uh, my name is uh, P. Uh, T. Uh, Griffin. Yeah, it's Peter Griffin. Oh, dang it. <laughs> do, do his laugh. <laughs> there you go. There you go, guys. Those are all of Briggs' characters that we know of, of course. There's no, always there's more. more in there. There's more in there. They come and go. And believe me, we will be sitting down, and I'll talk to him, and he'll start talking to me in a voice, and then he'll start creating this whole backstory. Like, this whole backstory <laughs> that this character is doing and stuff, and I have to play along, and I'm like, okay, this is weird, and then I just play along, and then and then the story gets crazier, and I'm like, what are you doing? Where, where are you taking me with this? I don't understand. What's the journey we're going on here? Yeah, exactly. Um, so those are Briggs' characters. Um, and then, what other accents can you do? Um... I've I've done a few over the years. The thing is that when I was younger, I was really good at doing accents. I, mm-hmm. So uh, anyone out there who wants to get good at doing voices and stuff, be a crazy person. Talk to yourself a lot. Uh, that's the solution. That's the method. Um, and so when I was um, in like middle school into high school, I, I started like doing voices just to keep myself from being bored. And um, likewise, I started doing it at work uh, to fuck with people mm-hmm. uh, also for fun. Um, hence where like Charlie O'Brien came from, uh, I convinced half of the school population in my town that I was actually an Irish foreign exchange student, Mm. um, named Charlie. And they are friends with me on Facebook, uh, under Charlie O'Brien, some of them. Um, Oh my gosh. So that, there you have it, folks. Those are Briggs and his characters and his voices, um, and then I thought the next topic that we could talk about, since you're going to be practicing uh, talking about it with my siblings anyways. Oh, God. Is the multiverse. Okay. So I'm sure we visited this topic before. 
yeah, on th- here. I think the last time we did it, it was just me rambling. Like you weren't there. You like stepped. Yeah, in. yeah, I think yeah. so too. So to some, so I'm just gonna ask you a few questions or whatever. Yeah. So to someone who doesn't know what the multiverse is in a very basic way, what is the multiverse? Um, the multiverse is a theory. It's actually a, a term for a theory um, within, I believe, string theory specifically. Um, to try to explain certain concepts and to allow for certain things. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, the idea, obviously, of the multiverse or the theory of it, I guess, is yeah. that there are multiple, and there's multiple theories about it, right? So I'm just mm-hmm. going to give like a basic one. Clearly, if the, you know, given this theory, let's just say it's real, right? What that means is there are other multiverses well other so, u- other universes other universes, o- other yeah. universes sorry not multiverse there are other universes of you right so S- theoretically so you're wandering towards that would be uh parallel earth theory right um or parallel reality theory right which personally to me is my favorite <laughs> um and that generally when you're talking about like science fiction and sh- stuff like that um you run into people who like okay i'm going to talk about a parallel earth Right, and that Earth is going to be very similar to ours, but different in very slight ways. Right, so you might be, um, you know, instead of being, you know, uh, a businessman, instead you actually are, you know, a fucking a plumber or something. Right, or instead of being born a boy, you were actually born a girl, and everyone in the world was swapped. Or it could be super minute things my favorite example of something where it it shows how snowbally it can get is um there's an episode in futurama where um uh the characters they build a box right and inside the box is an alternate reality right um and eventually they go inside the box to the alternate reality and they meet themselves in the alternate reality and the only thing when it takes a long time uh, to figure it out because a bunch of stuff is different, right? Like different people, people are um, like the robot is a different color. Like he made, he's made of gold instead of silver. Um, uh, two of the characters are married, bunch of stuff, right? Um, and they realize the only thing that changed was the outcome of coin flips. That was it. But that was enough to change basically the entirety of their reality. Well, and the other thing that you talked talk to me about this was um, – <clears throat> Sorry, gotta yeah. clear my voice. <clears throat> the other thing you said to me was interesting that I thought was the idea of you just made the opposite choices that you would have made in this re- reality. Yeah. Which is a scary thought because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you think about all the choices you've made, think about all the opposite ones you would have done and think about your life outcome. Like that could have been, that could be huge. Yeah, it, it would be huge. It also gets to a weird moment. So anytime you talk about, parallel earth or the multiverse and stuff like that and you do take it from the viewpoint of you exist in all these universes but something is different right like for instance i chose every opposite choice right okay um you wander into um the ship of theseus paradox right um which is the idea is that um how much of something can you replace or change and have it be the same thing right Mm. so if I, as a person, made choice A, B, and C, right? An alternate reality version of me saw all those same choices and chose, you know... EFD. Yeah, started off with E and then never got to B and instead chose Delta, Gamma 4, right? And so on and so forth, right? How 
how can you really say that person is me? Right. Right. And that's, and that's, that's the other thing is that interests me because it's kind of contradictory to a parallel universe then with that theory, because you're going, you're wandering towards, you know, you're, you're wandering towards basically at that point, you know, you're no longer the person, you're no longer you, you're not really you because you've made all these other decisions and choices that you to this day in this present world wouldn't have made. And so you're a totally different person because, you know, choices lead to different growth, lead to different outcomes, lead to different consequences, Mm -hmm. um, lead to different battles, and likewise, you know, makes you into you. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting thing. And I did not like that answer when I first heard it um, because I like to believe – and I I don't believe this, but I like to think like – Maybe we are in the multiverse somewhere together, and maybe we always end up together. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Um, I don't know. like Kind of like in Scarlet Witch's world, if you ever watched uh, the Scarlet Witch show on Disney+, mm-hmm. Plus, um, she had multiverse. There was multiverses of her where it was shown where she and um, – what's his name? Vision. Vision were always together. And I just thought that was the sweetest thing in the world because it's like, oh my gosh, no matter what choice she made, no matter what she did in her life, she always ended up with the, her one true love. And see, and that, that gets to an interesting idea, right? So within most parallel universes and theories within the multiverse concepts, right, you end up wandering towards the idea that everything is more or less random. It's the only way that functions, right? Mm-hmm. Um Within fiction, um, when you're talking about it, um, one of the ways to make it so that a single singular character has a um, a singular focal point within mm-hmm. that reality, they make them something called like a nexus character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Scarlet Witch is a nexus character. She is something that is consistent throughout all of the Marvel multiverse and is pretty consistent story-wise throughout all of it. And likewise, the effects of one affects all the others. That's why it gets so weird. Yeah, and that's interesting too. Like imagine if, you know, that's kind of the opposite of a parallel universe where I don't know what that theory would be called, but where all your decisions you make now are also affecting all your other people in the multiverse. There's actually a movie uh, related to that. Um, it's called The One, um, and it's, it's a kung fu movie with Jet Li. Um, super great movie if you're wanting to look into multiverse and ideas of that, right? Because it does show of, you know, oh, just this little thing has changed, right? And it shows the same idea, the same scene, but with drastically different situations, right? Mm. So like in one universe, Jet Li is a, a criminal convict in the back of a SWAT car being like brought to a courthouse right and in a different universe at the exact same time or within a month because it it, the time is varied as well um he's actually the police officer in the SWAT car with the guy in the car and the guy in the car is now was one of the cops before weird stuff like that right so what are some other theories of the multiverse so we've talked about the parallel kind of theory uh the parallel earth theory so uh it gets Weirder the more dimensions you add to it, right? Um, well, give us an example of, of a different theory. So fourth-dimensional um, multiversal theory would require that you account for time within that and how it affects things, right? So um, if 
a decision changes um, in the past, right, or is affected in the past, that would change a branching outcome in the future. Um, you can have the removal of full parallel worlds or timelines. Well, that's kind of what we were talking about right now. So it's a little bit different, okay. right? So in the, the previous conversation, right, where you're like, everything, I choose completely different options, right? Those aren't necessary to be connected to any single branch or single um, true timeline, effectively. Okay. Right? So in this theory, then, the fourth dimensional theory, yeah. that one... It changes one parallel un- or one universe can is like a, is like string theory is attached to another yeah, universe yeah. and is then changing and affecting all the other universes. A, an easy way to sort of pan it out and a, a good way to example it is if you take a single person, right? If you start the universe at a single person's birth, right, and move forward from that moment and all of the decisions they make, all of those decisions are you know can be represented in a binary manner or and by binary i just mean like in a number format right mm-hmm. one two three four five whatever right um and so different outcomes can be branched out almost infinitely but there are going to be outcomes that would start or could start something but would um because of a change uh like for instance someone dying or you know an accident would cut off other possibilities right that's very interesting that is yeah. very interesting so so if you add in um multiversal thought process on top of fourth dimensional viewpoint you can end up having parallel realities that are affected by things that happened in the past and if you can time travel alongside this idea you can destroy whole universes and concepts within this this reality now let's tie this into the doctrine of predestination and all that um when it comes to christianity and if you don't know what that is i would just look it up because we don't have that much time to explain here um but essentially i guess i'll just explain real quick the doctrine of predestination is essentially that because god is all the omnis he knows what was going to happen before it was going to happen um which kind of mitigates the idea of free will so tying this in because this kind of made me think of this um could could it be because you know how I have these questions of um yeah. my questions of Christianity that I have that I'm struggling with um because I grew up with on the doctrine of predestination it's very hard for me not to think of that because I feel like if God is all the omnis you know omnipotent omniscient omni uh I already said om- omnipotent yeah. yeah but uh, if if he is all the omnis then like he should technically know what was going to happen before it was going to happen well so but wait hold on let me okay. finish let me finish yeah. so one of my questions about Christianity is why did God allow for Satan in the garden? Why did God allow for Eve to be, bite the forbidden fruit? Why did he even allow temptation? Why did he even allow Satan to fall as one of his fallen angels if he knew that was going to happen? Why create them? Mm-hmm. Why create him in the, in the first place if he knew that he was going to be, you know, essentially a big part in like the, you know, demolition of humanity, I guess. So with that being said in this in this this theory of mm-hmm. multiverses could it be that maybe this is just one universe that he is trying out mm-hmm. um and trying and maybe there are multiple multiple universes that he is you know essentially just weighing out the outcomes what if we're just part of a string attached to another universe that he created well so there's a couple inconsistencies right 
um, and that idea or possible inconsistencies that start being really hard to deal with, right? And that sort of happens when you start mixing theology with theoretical physics, right? Um, so predestination uh, is beyond just I am aware of everything that could happen. Um, it goes beyond that to what you're saying where he goes, I am aware and also choosing for you this activity or this event, right? I am predetermining what the outcome is going to be, right? Um, in that viewpoint, I don't see how certain versions of the the multiversal theory or the parallel or theory could conceivably exist, right? Um, if you're talking about an omnipotent being, right, I would assume um, that he is outside of certain parameters of the universe to include temporal, right? That would explain how he would be capable of seeing, you know, the future and the past and the present all at the same time is because he's no, he's not confined by time as a concept, right? Um, he just is. Yeah. He just, he, he exists outside of it. Right. That would be my viewpoint of that. Right. Um, and if that was the case and he did go, okay, no, uh, today Steven gets hit by a car. Um, no, no guesses about that. And, uh, I choose that he goes to hell because of it. Um, but this guy over here who saw it, he's going to have like a coming to Jesus moment. And so he's going to go to heaven, right? And he preordained all of that. So uh, then it limits the atonement that he, that he had. Well, there is no us. atonement. Because there's nothing to atone for at that point. Everything was chosen for you, right? There is, in that viewpoint, there is no free will, right? So I guess I'm confused about the doctrine of predestination then because I guess I th the way I'm comprehending it yeah. and it's probably just a miscomprehension um is that he is all knowing because mm -hmm. he is God and has to be all knowing. Yeah. Which means that he didn't choose any of this. He just knows. It wasn't a a I created you and chose this to happen to happen to you. It was I created you knowing that this would happen to you. No, no. So predestination, to my understanding, and I'm not an expert on Calvinism um, or the doctrines therein, right, the, the orthodoxy of Calvinism. But um, my understanding is predestination, the concept is, is that um, there are individuals that God from the beginning of time said, this person is going to exist and I am choosing them to be saved and go to heaven. Everyone else can go fuck themselves. They'll never make it, right? Um, and that's what Calvin believed. One way that makes sense because in Tulip, if you guys don't know what the five points of Calvinism, it's total depravity, unconditional uh, election, um, limited atonement, which mm -hmm. that always confused me. Yeah. Um, irresistible grace, which conflicts with limited atonement. And um, perseverance of the saints. Yeah, you see, three of those things are you don't get a choice on the matter, right? Right. Literally, the the three middle statements are you have no choice in this, you have no choice in this, you have no choice in this. How can Calvin have like, I guess, thought that, thought that, and like lived that life and thought that that was okay? I don't know, right? I I'd have to talk to him to figure it out, or I I'd, I'd be willing to talk to a Calvinist and have the discussion, mm -hmm. right? But it fundamentally goes against what I, I view when it comes to both religion and what I obviously observe in my, my normal life of people, right? Because um, like what you said, right? The argument is, is that God is 
omnipotent and also omnibenevolent, right? He's always, he's all good and he's all knowing and he's all powerful, right? And inherently, if you wander towards the idea of predestination and remove free will from existence, right? Every bad thing that ever happens that you choose to happen is not your fault. It is in fact God's fault. So I, I see what you're saying. And I guess the other thing for me that I still struggle with is, you know, the idea of predestination not being, because it's so ingrained into me, not right. being a thing, um, makes me think that, okay, so he didn't even fucking know what was going on when he created the earth. No, and I see, I understand where that's coming from, right? I don't think that omniscience and people choosing poorly are inherently conflicting ideas, right? Now, if you wander towards the Calvinist viewpoint, yeah, there's no free will. That's just the answer. There's no way you can hold the the tulip, is it? The tulip model and human free will together in the same cup. Well, and then I guess the other thing is, is like the idea of which you brought this up and I didn't even really like realize this in the Bible, but when you talk about the fact that he that the darkness comprehend did not comprehend the light when he made the light. Yeah. And that essentially, if you read Genesis, you guys, there was darkness before there was anything else. Yeah, it predates basically everything. It predates everything. It predates God's creation. It's not a part of his creation. That's nope. That seems like what that's the Bible says. Is that, that is exactly what it says. And so it's weird to me that there was something else existing alongside God, yes, which is darkness. the darkness. What the fuck does that mean? And yeah. why, why wasn't he able to get rid of the darkness? It was necessary for some reason, right? And the thing is, is that I, I would argue that the darkness in the context of the theological viewpoint, right? Um, because it's a weird concept when you start thinking about it like that, right? Um, I would argue that it is not... What's the right word? It is not uh, superior to God in any possible way. But right? equal? No, not even that, right? Because so in a similar way, like how uh, the angels and, and the devil and his demons or whatever it is, um, all fall into a spiritual hierarchy of sorts, right? You think the darkness falls into that as well? It has to, inherently, right? Due to the fact that God was able to separate it from the light or create light within it. Right, because if it was co-equal with God, why would it let that happen inherently? Right. It's just an inter- it's just a very interesting concepts, and it's interesting how the multiverse got us to predestination. But I mean, I was just a theory of, you know, my own shortcomings of my faith, I guess, in yeah. in what what I believe or whatever, and then you know, seeing that with the multiverse alongside, it just made me wonder: maybe could God be trying out some other theories i guess you know i my viewpoint is that god has to be a logical entity right the universe has rules and structure even though we don't understand all of it as we learn more and more as science progresses we see more and more that there is a logic to things right right um i would argue that god inherently must be logical and that is a requirement of his abilities if you will right um and my favorite verse, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, is literally just prove all things. I don't see how you can take that idea and combine it with predestination, right? Because if, if people are just preordained to be fucking 
you know, whatever, right? Fucking sinners or saints, right? Why would you have to prove anything to anyone about anything? Yeah, no, I, I get that. And I, I, it's easy for you because you didn't grow up with a doctrine of predestination. No, absolutely. It's hard for me because I this was ingrained into me that, you know, the doctrine of predestination and free will somehow coexisted. I'm not really sure what my dad's argument was on that yeah. on for that because I don't remember quite what it was um, back in the day. But it's just interesting um, because now it's hard for me not to say that we have free will. I mean, it always has been hard for me to say that because when my dad kept talking about the doctrine of predestination, I was like, okay, so how do we fucking have free will yeah. if that's the case? That exactly. was always illogical to me um, growing up as a kid. But and at a time, I, I literally thought that I didn't have free will for, for the longest time. Um, but not saying that I don't believe in free will now. I really do. And I think that as the world evolves, I'm not saying God evolves, but I, I, I am saying that I think he's evolved more than we have, obviously, or is evolved, mm. you know, whereas we are not. And so as times change, as things change, I think that, you know, I see more grace in in the world, I guess, or for the world um, when it comes to things, just, just different things. Um, but... But as far as predestination goes, it, I still get stuck on how can an all-powerful God, all the omnis, mm-hmm. not know that Eve was going to bite into the forbidden fruit? He's, he had to have known. Yeah, no, He I, had to have known. I think he knew that from the beginning. I think he knew, if you're talking about an omniscient being, again, who exists outside of time and is logical and consistent, right? I would argue he has to have known, right? But he let her choose. Yeah. He, he gave, gave her, her the, the freedom of choice. Yeah. Which is why he said, here is this tree. This is forbidden fruit. You are don't, not allowed to have this. Don't eat the fruit kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah, I know. But it's still really hard for me to digest. No, I get that. I think that there's a lot of examples, even just within the Bible, but you can see it everywhere, right? Where people obviously have free will. It's, it's a literal theoretical or or metaphysical question do people have free will and i think that you can argue towards it very easily if you just look at the idea of like for instance in the bible you're talking about um examples they show where okay here's a thing don't do that thing people still do that thing right Right. they chose to do that thing they have a conversation about it they're like why did you choose to do this thing because i wanted to or because of you know money or whatever right people have reasons why they choose to do the things they do Mm. you can get to some very i think unnecessary depth of critical theory when it comes to it at the end of the day people make the decisions that they make right for whatever reason yeah we'll leave it at that depressed dolphins don't be a depressed dolphin don't let the multiverse scare you don't make the decision to go to the bottom of the tank yeah don't make a decision (laughs) to go to the bottom of the tank you know how it be um but yeah, and thank you for listening. I know this this started off really silly and goofy, and then it got pretty heavy there for a minute. Um, but these are just things that are interesting to us that we think about a lot, um, and it's just fun topics to talk about and see what other people think. And hopefully, we made you think today a little bit about you know the multiverse and and I'm not saying hopefully we made you think about God, but I'm just saying, you know. Hopefully we made you think about things and kind of dig a little deeper into life and what it's about and, you know, all that, all that jazz. I think the first time, this is a, a hard segue, I think the first time that the multiverse was brought up was in 
Crisis on Two Earths, a DC comic. Mm. That was where it all started. And people were like, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. And honestly, I think science is so fucking cool. Like, yeah. I think that, you know, the, the scientists that get to kind of sit there and create, like, you know, um, ideas about physics and ideas about, you know, the laws of, you know, the world, uh, essentially the universe. I think they have cool fucking ass jobs because they get to just be like the idea makers and then they get to try to like prove or disprove those theories. And it's really fucking cool. Test theories, figure it out. Yeah. It's very interesting. And, you know, without scientists, we wouldn't be here today. Um, You know, modern medicine wouldn't be here. A lot of things wouldn't be here. Um, And, you know, we wouldn't know how things worked or how things function. So I think it's Definitely, you know, props to the scientists out there and you guys have a really fucking cool job and I hope you love what you do because it's pretty damn cool. Next time I'll have to talk about quantum entanglement. I fucking that that one hurts me. That'll be that'll be the next topic. Quantum entanglement, y'all. We have the next topic for our, our podcast. Sorry it's been so long. Don't be a depressed dolphin. Hang in there and happy early Thanksgiving. Bye. <laughs> My dolphin.